Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cusa Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cusa Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the Militia live on X Spaces for the final segment of each show, God willing. And uh, Syracuse gets in their first loss of the season in their conference opener, 31-14 to against Clemson. If you didn't already know, but you'd think they were 0-5 at this point, not 4-1. and So uh, by the reaction, mm. y- you'll hear from us and we'll hear from you. And if you listen to us, we didn't – I mean, look, it's another level. And this was one of the things – one of my cons to not getting a tougher conference game – before all of your cupcakes are over with, right? And they weren't all cupcakes, but I'm just saying it's good to get tested early than to get your toes wet a little bit more each week. Um, Syracuse, not ready. Garrett Traders, you know, didn't look like himself. So uh, maybe that was the hit. He says it wasn't, by the way, if you listened. He did through go through uh, concussion protocol and all that, but uh, after that, but we'll talk about all that, and um, we'll you'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you, and fan feedback. So as always, as we begin the show, um, let's hear what Coach had to say following the game. First of all, I'd like to say congratulations to uh, Clemson and Coach Dabo Sweeney. That was a fantastic effort by their guys, and. Obviously, we saw a different football team than people have been seeing recently, but those guys are extremely talented, and they were highly motivated, and uh, there's no doubt they uh, played an exceptional game against us. Questions? Uh, Garrett took a pretty big hit there in the very first drive of the game. First off, I'm just curious, did he get evaluated for like a concussion or anything when he came off? Because it was in the head region. Yes, he did. He did get evaluated. And then did what did the refs tell you about why they reversed the targeting call there? Because it was initially ruled targeting, I believe. They did not explain that in great detail to me. Did you feel like it should have been the way it was called originally? I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to say stuff like that. But I would have been in favor of them keeping it the way it was called and giving us the ball. What do you think Brady's range is to be you know, to have a good chance of making a field goal in the dome. What do I think? Yeah. Or what is it? What is, what is it? What is it? He's, I've seen him hit over 61 yards. Have you seen his kickoffs? They're great. Do you see where they land? Mm-hmm. Okay, he will have the school record before he leaves. The school record is 54 yards in Pitt Stadium. 
he will have that record before he leaves. If not his sophomore year, then his junior year or his senior year. Do you think 57, though, is a low percentage kick for, for him? Just because he can do it doesn't mean he, right? There's a You number. can't break a record unless you take a low percentage kick. If not, then the record is always the old record. Coach, what went into uh, Dan Villari getting much more time in the offense and becoming much more like a key contributor today? I just thought we had some plays in that was going to work well against their defense. Dan has been doing extremely well in practice. We wish we could have had him uh, in spring ball or earlier in the fall. He's been out with an injury for a long time. So it, we have to make sure, A, that his injury is not going to come back that he had, and B, whether he could catch up not only cardiovascular-wise, but mentally with what was going on with the offense. Speaking of the offensive line, Kalen Ellis played for the first time today. Like, How much practice had he had? Coming into this week, he didn't come in until late in the game, I know, so. Came in the third series. Oh, he did? Okay, I missed yeah. that earlier then. Uh, just, would is he back to full health yet or still kind of we have to We have to see what this game did to him and see how he responds in rehab. I think that some of those penalties really shaped the game, but penalties are a part of the game. And we understand that we're, and they understand you're not going to get every call. You have to learn to deal with that. That's just part of the momentum and the adversity that goes along with the game. Penalties will never be used as an excuse whether you win or lose football games. Uh, Coach, after those two early fumbles, did that change the offensive game plan at all? And uh, what was your kind of reaction to, to those? No, it didn't change the game plan at all. We needed to play it normal. We still had a lot of football to play. And if we took our time and scored, we could close that gap. Really thought that we would do that as well. And then with the turnovers, you know, that's part of football. You know, I, I think I remember a play in the Dome this year where Garrett broke out, scrambled, and got a ball off at the very last minute. Two guys hit him. And I want to say uh, Isaiah Jones caught, caught a ball for a touchdown with nobody around him. Well, that's no different than the guy that caught him and knocked his helmet off. I mean, he was scrambling around. He was about to do something. And then, bang, that guy got him from behind, and his helmet gets snapped off. So that's the part of, that's the part of playing a team like that when you're playing guys that are more athletic more faster, those same plays that barely happen on some other teams are, uh, that were positives could end up being negatives against teams that are more athletic and faster. Were there any calls in this game that you can considered using a timeout and trying to get reviewed here? I know you had signaled that you thought that last uh, recovery was a, a touchdown there at the end of the game. Every call is being reviewed. And I, when I, you see me standing next to those officials, I'm like, are, are they reviewing the call? And the answer is either yes or no. It's never gray. And then based off of that, that's when I decide whether I'm going to use my tight end, time, my timeout or not. Because if I use my timeout on a call that they're already reviewing, and then they give me a double no, I lost the timeout for no reason. So if you really watch what goes on with those plays, and they'll say, Coach, we're reviewing it. I say, can I challenge that? Coach, we're reviewing it. Don't waste your timeout. We're talking to each other. OK? Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, look, and to my point earlier, it's, it's, it's why it's tough to gauge a team when, you know, you're four games in you haven't seen any conference play, right? And obviously, Clemson, a big test, and we knew that coming into this game. Um, you know, so, look, you got to lick the wounds and move on. And I think Syracuse can do that. Now, I don't know um, – there. We'll get into a couple of them, but obviously Pena, he re-aggravated um, his hamstring, I assume. They said it was the existing injury, and that's what I heard it was. 
and he did not play. Um, Kalen Ellis being trickled in and then going to get evaluated, obviously either not 100% or they're being very cautious. And uh, there was a point in the in this presser here where Coach mentioned Dan Villari, and we'll talk about the good. But the bad is is that he may have um, sustained some kind of injury during the game. So, all right. Now, look, um, the, the, the hit on Schrader at the beginning of the game, um, I think is the, the elephant in the room right now, right? So... Obviously, yeah. I think that um, most of us believe that that was targeting, and and if it was called targeting on the field, there's definitely not enough evidence to overturn it. And not only that, but it was very, it was a very quick review to say the least. And I think every single questionable play was a quick review to say the least. And by quick, I mean extremely quick. Um, the, there was a potential backwards pass from Clemson that, I mean, I watched a couple different times, you know, I only got the TV angle, but, um, that was probably ended up being a forward pass, but I mean, you gotta, you've got to dedicate a little bit of time to stuff like that. When something gets scooped up and run into the end zone without a, without a whistle, there's, they obviously let them play to some extent because there was no whistle blown. So I think they blew the whistle. Well, after a second okay well it wasn't heard it wasn't heard and there wasn't continue you know when if if a whistle's blowing the play keeps going usually here non-stop whistles going crazy right right so right, right. anyway just to you know stop a play and, and prevent someone from getting hurt right so anyways my point is is that there was things during this game that i felt like didn't get enough attention f- from the review standpoint and you're automatically in kind of um conspiracy theory mode after that hit on traders called targeting and then it's overturned as not and when it's clearly you know after it got overturned i looked at it a couple times there's um there is a post it was um originally saw it by david on twitter and i gave him credit uh retweeted him and then i kind of zoomed in a little bit to show you know crown of the helmet under the under the face mask chin and neck area and it's clear as day. Um, the only replay we got to really see yesterday during the game was from behind and to the side a little bit. So anyways, I think with that said, that it, 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 leading with the helmet, shoulder, forearm, fist, hand, or elbow, uh, attack with forcible contact to the head or neck area. That's one definition. There's several, but these were the two I thought applied. Lower in the head before attacking by initiating forcible contact with the crown and the helmet. So... If you look at the picture, you see it for yourselves. It looks pretty cut and dry. Seems like basic targeting. And um, with that said, I think that's where our frustrations begin. Um, and you know, Schrader, first of all, is very lucky. It was a blindside hit, and that's perfectly legal. But um, wow, what do you mean to come on the How? side of someone like that? Well, I mean, I guess that's my thing. Is is that uh, I mean, you can't do it when you're blocking. Well, you can do it to a running back. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, well, realistically, when it comes to certain things like this, I mean, you look at social media and you look at all the people that were looking at the rules and this, oh, perfectly fine. Oh, shoulder pads hit first. Like, at the end of the day, it like, says it, leading with helmet, shoulder, <laughs> forearm, fist, hand, or elbow 
to attack and forcible contact the head or neck area. Right. And the, the question is, and you, you look at some people and they say, well, there's his shoulder hit Garrett's shoulder first, and then his helmet came in and hit it, the neck to chin it, area or face mask matter. area. Right. Um, I don't know one way or another. All I know is, is that this, I hate the semantics portion of it. Like, like to go back to what you were talking about, first off, number one, they're trying to clean this stuff up as far as having the on-field judges because they think it takes too much time with all these reviews. So the problem, and what Dino was alluding to, is, is that the problem is, is now they have these guys up in some studio somewhere, you know, right, looking at like, all the angles, and they're making the call for the refs on the field. Just so like you're the not pros. Gonna sit there. Right. Well, that, yeah. I think that's the thing, right, is that for so long, ever since replay, it's we get to sit there for a couple minutes and you get to listen to the crowd react react. You get to see every single and you have this whole thing. And now when they try to clean it up because they got refs actually and officials in the booth looking at it so that they could, you know, make it go faster and they have the answers for the refs by the time they get over to the booth, it makes it seem like people aren't really looking at it as in depth as they should. Um, But I don't care. Semantics, rules, words, whatever. If it's about player safety, this is obviously then, I mean, uns- it's obviously not uh, taken into consideration in this particular instance. Well, I'm just saying, um, you can run by a quarterback after they throw the ball and tap him on the helmet, and they're going to call 15 yard penalty. Right. Right. Or you can have Marlo Wax follow the QB out of bounds and throw his hands up and maybe give him a little chest bump, and the guy falls. And you're going to call 15-yard penalty. But then you literally see something that violent with his neck and his head and the guy coming in with his helmet, whether he was trying to do it or not, whether it was targeting or not. Like, what? which play, you know, which player in which play was was obviously had the biggest thing to do with player safety. And it was obviously that one. Um, it doesn't make sense to me that you can blind hide side and hit, hit a quarterback or a running back or someone with the ball, but you can't blind inside block somebody, right? Um, I mean, some of these things, it's just you go semantics and you go with a verbiage and, you know, oh, that's the rule. Well, that's the rule. Like, no, at the end of the day, if this game is about and these calls are about player safety, then that call should have been made. And it did get made. It should have been upheld. I mean, there's definitely but, not enough. I mean, and I know you, you agree, but I want your honest opinion. If that's called targeting, is there enough in, in the replays and in shots that you've seen to overturn that from, from anything other than what it was called on the field? No. <laughs> no. Exactly. So so who who's they? Because you could have questioned they? it. Who's I don't they? Know, they are making the couldn't. calls. I want to know who they is. Oh, I don't know who they is. I'm just saying uh, that if they didn't call it, then there might be some arguments if you want to go through the, you know, the whole instructions of what is targeting, what is not, you know, and I think sometimes it's tough because sometimes it's targeting about an accident and then should a player have to get ejected versus targeting where you can clearly see that the person is trying to hurt them. Um, So, yeah, I mean, to me, that wasn't like egregious. It wasn't on purpose, but if, if it's about, protecting the player i mean how many times have we talked about already this year garrett schrader going into slide or going to do something and he gets hit i mean you know last week yeah purdue (laughs) army yeah there's a couple different times where he's tried to do the right thing tried to slide still gets hit and he gets no calls now he he stays up on his feet and he gets hit in the head and 
He still doesn't Boom. get a call. <laughs> and still doesn't get a call. Yeah. So I mean, well, he mentioned that. He did mention that in his in his in his player in his player interview. So it's just it's unfortunate because that's the way that the game started, right? And then that turned into it just seemed like that just it was a horrible way to start the game. Obviously, um, with with that, it'd have been course. a miracle if he hung onto that ball. Oh yeah, everybody's fumbling that ball. Yeah. I mean, it's but the, not... the whole point of it is, is that it shouldn't have mattered. It shouldn't have because it should have been right. And then what happens, and what change? What 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 type of trajectory does it change if we go in and we score first, right? Like, it's just you don't know. It's just it's a bad way to start a game. Um, and obviously, you know, with that said, you know, Clemson still got a pass interference to continue to keep their drive alive even after that turnover to go down and score a touchdown. So, um, you know, a little help with the refs and a little help like obviously with the penalties and the turnovers just for them to get their first touchdown. And then, you know, obviously it kind of, you know, well, it spiraled out of control from there. I mean, you've got, you've got two of your three, two of your three first, um, offensive drives. You've got turnovers with Clemson in tremendous field position. And just like that, especially the second one. Yeah. And just like that, you're down, uh, 14 to nothing and obviously LeQuint credited with that fumble but I think you know that was obviously an errant uh pass toss whatever you want to call it from Schrader yeah and um you know it was There's a little, little bit of both yeah it was a little bit of both I, I mean, mean you could at the say very it was least a bad play I don't know call, to be it, to be completely yeah. honest with you it looked like a bad bad play call to me then it looked like a bad pitch and then it looked like LeQuint was looking up at the defense before he caught the ball I was behind Instead him, Instead of though, making too. sure that he – I mean, it was behind him, I know, but in that situation, you need to make sure you don't turn the ball over and not have to worry about what the defense is doing. Yeah. Um, so there was a couple different things there, but obviously to start that way, it's, it's just 14 nothing. it was super unfortunate. If, right? if you're playing you, – you, you know, coming into this game, first of all, we – if we didn't mention it, shame on us, but I'm pretty sure we did. To, to play a Clemson, even at home – with your crowd and your people and um, feeling good coming in 4-0, you still you have to play a perfect game. As soon as yeah, something like that happens, you, you're already you're shooting your not just shooting yourself in the foot, but to play from behind in a game like this is inevitably going to cost you the game. I mean, you've, we've seen them ahead in games oh, like this. It's hard to do still, that. It, it is exactly. It's hard to do that against a defense like Clemson, Exa- right? And then, I mean, exactly. We did talk about that. Maybe not perfect, but we definitely had to win the turnover battle and win the penalty battle well, and let's, probably have let's, some big plays. Let's start with the 57-yard field goal that, that you know, um, it ended up being no good. And then from there, it was good field possession for Clemson again. Um, and it was four plays and a score right before the half. And... Um, you know, the, the kick was down the middle, it was short, but um, the call's controversial. And I guess, you know, score was 7 14 at 14 7 at the time. And, you yeah. know, if he makes it, every, if they're, they're heroes, right? <laughs> uh, but in that position, you're not getting the ball at the half. Uh, it's a tough call, man. It's a tough call. Dino's going to get raked over the coals for it, and he already has on social media. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a terrible call. If you see your kicker making kicks at sixty plus, he said sixty one. He's seen him make, okay, and he's doing it consistently, consistently, and he's in the dome. 
I don't know where else, you know, if you talk about breaking a 54-yard record for the school, I don't know where else you do it other than the Dome. Um, well, we had to make up for stuff, right? Yeah, well, of course. That's the other thing, isn't yeah. it? We, 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 we spot them 14 nothing, and now it's like, okay, well, any we chance we have to put up points, we got to try. put up points, yes. right? Because, right. I mean, we're they're coming out and they're getting the ball at halftime because they deferred. Right. So, so not only right. did we spot them 14 points, but they were getting the ball coming out of half. Exactly. Which was my point. That's why, I mean, maybe you, you've got enough faith in your kicker where you, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to take chances. If you don't take chances in games like this, guys, and you know what? Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Okay. But if you don't take chances in games like this, you're not going to win. You're, right. you're just not going to win. I, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... It, it, we have this constant like back and forth with some of this stuff. And it's like, I, I don't fault the play call. I really don't. I mean, the kick was, it was, it was down the middle. It was short. It sucks. It, you, I it mean, sucks. when he kicked it, I was like, did he just hit? That I thing? thought he made it. Yeah. I thought it was going in. <laughs> yeah. So. so, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a game of inches or feet maybe in that situation. But, um, you know, Look, like you I, said, man, I, I if, if you never do it, then how are you ever going to be prepared to do it later in the season? Right. Because exactly. maybe we do need to kick a 58 yarder with no yeah. time left. And oh, well, we never did it. Well, well, you know what? You might as well try when you're down. And, and, right. you, and can you, you can kick well, off. Dude, and, and, that's, and that's the other thing that I was going to bring up, too. Like, I see all these comments and stuff like that. Like, okay, I get the in game comments, but when you're talking about end of the game, you got to be a smart, smart. I guess I can't really say this because I. Given probably too many people credit, but if you're a smart fan, you go back and you look at it, right? Everyone's killing Marlowe Wax. Oh, undisciplined, this, this, and that. Okay, yeah. That's a boneheaded a, move. It was a boneheaded move, but guess what? Clemson got zero points out of that. Yeah. Well, which... They didn't go score a touchdown. They didn't go do anything like that, right? And then you talk about this 57-yard punt. Okay, we didn't even take a chance, right? Do we not remember how they scored right after that? Okay, granted, they were at midfield, but they did a double move, and that guy would have scored from 77 Yeah, it yards. didn't matter. I mean, it yeah. was 47. So, yeah. if okay, we punt it, and then they run the same crap. The guy still scores a touchdown. Jeremiah. So, I mean, we got to really focus on, yes, if there's mistakes that are made, that's fine. But if it doesn't hurt us or kill us or hurt that drive, then okay. Like, we, we, let's not focus on that like it lost us the game because it didn't. Right. Those are things that we can get better at. Yes. Was it boneheaded? Yes. Was it undisciplined? Yes. Could we have done things differently in hindsight? Yeah. But in hindsight, it didn't change anything either. So why are we focusing on that? I mean, that's all right. You're you're right. But at the time. Yes. If it's in game comments, then yes. Yeah, I'm talking about at, at the end of end of game comments when you're talking. Oh, it didn't Marlo lose. It didn't lose us the game, but you know that was a dumb penalty. Okay, and two things can be true at the same time. Like I said on on Twitter last night. Okay, it's a boneheaded move from a captain. All right, you're the leader of that team. It. Okay, you cannot be doing stuff like that. It's completely unacceptable. Okay, but is it fixable? You, you, yes. Okay. Uh, um, you you're leading this team. You you um made a play and force a quarterback out of bounds. Be done with it. That's that's what that's what that's where you get your praise. Okay, you don't need to go drawn. You don't need to get hyped up and get in someone's face and chest bump them. Now, with that said, is it also a dumb penalty, like to be called? Yes, because there's 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 officials right there. I mean, dude, you pull that in basketball and the other team's shooting free throws. So, I mean, 
It, it's flopping. like, yeah, it's like you get penalized for flopping. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know who said what or so who saw what. I don't he, know if they just saw barely, him. Fall. I mean, he definitely barely flopped. touched he, him. He acted barely very, touched. Oh, him. yeah. No, I know. But the problem is why are you getting in his face? And I looked at it more like a taunting than anything else. More like a sportsmanship yeah, how, thing. But at the same time, like, yeah, exactly. Like, how soft are we now? Yeah. I mean, where, come on. Like, come on. And so, how many times again, have you seen players get in each other's faces and the refs go in and they break them up and it's out of bounds? I mean, this isn't like, come on. I mean, uh, you see we it just, in the NFL where somebody just falls over, they get, in, they get into each other's faces, then they like fall over and try to like flop and get a penalty, and the refs like, come on, get up. Yeah, Who exactly. I mean, let's like, be, let's be, they're grown ass men. Let's treat them like grown ass men, okay? You're gonna flop and be silly, then you know what? Get, get your ass up, get back over to, with your team, and and let's let's move on with the game. I mean, yeah. to have a penalty there is dumb. To do it is dumb. Both of those things are dumb. So, I mean, let's move on. And I know, and I'm not saying that's not dumb, right? I'm right there with you. I'm, I've always been about, you know, act like you've been there before. Don't have to do that type of stuff. Um, you are a captain. But, uh, and, and, and even then with the rules, you know, you can have these people, oh, dumb, dumb play, boneheaded play. Oh, well, that shouldn't be a penalty. Oh, well, it is, and he knows it, and everybody knows the rules, and blah, blah, blah. But, like, at the end of the day, I look at it like, did it, did it, people are, people, I get mad when you can say, okay, yeah, we had these calls, but why, there's always going to be penalties and dumb plays all the time. There's going to be bad play calls. Coaches are going to make bad play calls, and it's easy to say in hindsight. That's always going to happen. So every single game, you can blame the refs, the this, the that. You can have all your excuses because the plays are going to be there every single game. But let's, let's focus on what actually lost us the game. Instead of plays that, even though, albeit bad penalties, bonehead plays, whatever, those are not the reasons. These people that are focusing on, oh, Babers has got to get, he decided to kick a 57 yard field goal, so now all of a sudden he's got to be fired. Or, oh, undisciplined. Oh, well, yeah, just, every, undisciplined, just like every other Babers team. Like, every team has penalties. Every team does dumb shit. And guess what? He's going to pay for it. Marlo Wax is going to pay for that in practice, especially being a, 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 a captain. captain. I will guarantee you that. So right. you look at it. Is it fixable? Did it, is, is these the reasons why we lost the game? That, and no. there, were, there were plays and boneheaded plays and penalties that helped us lose the game. But those weren't either of them, in my opinion. And, um, well, I would have to agree. Um, Valari, I mean, I thought um, he looked, I mean, what a breath of fresh air he was in 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 uh, in the game against Clemson yesterday. And you know, you hope to see more of that. Hope he's all right. I'm not sure what kind of injury was sustained. You know, it looks like if he's if that's where he's going to be, at you know, that's going to be a tremendous fit because the dude can just run people over, right? So, um, you know, a breath of fresh air. Like I said, happy to see that. Um, we talked about. We talked about the penalties a little bit, but you know, just as a as kind of a thirty thousand foot view, you know, um, nine penalties for ninety two yards. There were six for sixty seven in the first half. So um, the PIs killed us, and um, thankfully it's not. It's thankfully it's not the NFL rules. Let's just be thankful for that. Because we would have got destroyed on the PIs. So and they, and I thought those were legit. Now I saw some that weren't called that we could have probably benefited no. from too. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, Diamond and Brown <laughs> yeah. did an out and up and grabbed. He had his, his, his yeah. jersey grabbed and stuff like yeah. that. So 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> look, a lot of a lot of good things with that type of thing. That was the one thing that I was worried about as well because we talked about Clemson trying to make Schrader beat him in the air, and we have seen teams be able to stop you know the run and force Schrader into quick decisions. And sometimes he makes some bad decisions. That last interception was bad, and. Let's not kid ourselves. We've seen bad games from Garrett Schrader because of the fact that our offensive line can't pass block. If we get away from the run too early and we're playing against a really good defense, we've seen bad games from Schrader. So um, all this talk about, oh, concussed, get him out of the game, he did this, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I just think Clemson's defense was really, really that good. Uh, I think that we have young guys that – think about it. Beginning of the season, who do we think were basically going to be our like top three guys coming back from last year that were going to help us on offense, minus LaQuinn Allen and Garrett Schrader, like in the passing game, right? Aronde yeah. Gadsden, um, Isaiah Jones, Trevor Pena. Yeah. We don't have well, any of those three, right? Yeah, I guess I we mean, could have yeah. thrown Alfred in there. At some, you yeah. could have thrown Alfred in there, right. But if you look at top four or five, that's what we were looking at. And three of them are gone. Now we're looking at Hatcher. Now we're looking at Brown. Now we're looking at... Even Gill Jr., right? And all the way down to now, Valari's out here looking like a real tight end. So, again, this is still an offense in growth because one of our big, a couple of our big keys in cogs and, and, and people that were going to help us aren't available for us right now. So, you can see in a lot of those oh, people talking about why are we throw in deep. I mean, a lot of those plays were good. The receivers weren't giving themselves enough room. Right. Some some of those plays were bad. You know, it seemed like it was like, oh, when it was in bounds, we didn't catch it. If it was out of bounds. We caught it. Or the receivers couldn't get a foot in. Like those are the type of pass plays that you're going to get against Clemson's and one on one type stuff with the bigger receivers. And that's just experience. That's just figuring out passing and catching with your quarterback, but keeping yourself with enough space on the sideline to make a play. Um, so you saw some what looked like bad plays yesterday, but really it's just we got young, young guys in this in, in our receiving room and they are going to have to step up because they have to get separation from these, from these corners and getting them from players like Clemson's defense is very, very difficult. So if they, if we don't get better at that and we don't add new wrinkles with Valari and other stuff like that, then against good defenses, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's just, Talking about turnovers, just one more thing to, um, I think, hit on that end is that we missed a couple. You know, Jeremiah Wilson missed one, um, and Marlo Ma- Wax missed one. Uh, oh, wasn't it Jaden Bellamy? No, nope. I, I mean, no. I thought I, it was Jaden, but I was going to say Jaden I remember Bell- Jeremiah Wilson ha- almost had one because – Oh, okay. It was earlier in the game, and then Marlon Wax almost had one. If you want to, if Jaden Bellamy also almost had one, then that would be three. But there was, there was at least some, those there was two. A bunch that were close, you know. And yeah. Bellamy, he he stuck out to me yesterday. You know, first time he came in for Jeremiah. I don't know if there's an injury or if he was just had been playing better. But some of these these transfers that you know were recruited to other schools and they were four-star guys like Bellamy and Gould, our transfer there, Miles Farmer. He was the one that had the uh, the tackle for the uh, fumble and that Bellamy picked up. Um, so, I mean, some of these guys in the secondary are starting to step up, and that's another thing I like. That I thought, I thought our defense played really, really good yesterday considering – I mean, yeah, did we bail them out with some penalties? Absolutely. But considering the positions that they got put in a lot, I thought our defense played – 
good enough to win that game yesterday. Oh yeah, I mean, I thought defense did, but like I like I was saying in the preview, I felt like you know we were going to need to probably score on defense to pull a game off, and they had opportunities. So it's just one of those things. It's unfortunate. I mean, not, they were right there. <laughs> those no, two, dude, those there, two there's a right point there, there where so. I said, are we going to be able to climb back in here? I mean, they, you know, there was huge, huge energy. It was loud in the dome. We had forced them to like two straight three and outs, and then we forced a fumble and scored a touchdown, and then we forced a punt, and it was like, okay, seven minutes left. We're down 10. We still got a shot. And I'm thinking to myself, like, imagine what this game would look like if we didn't spot them 14. Now, we spotted them 14 in which we probably could have put some points on the board. And instead, now we're down 10. So in my opinion, when you really level off, you know, you just never know how much that Schrader call, because that was a first down. That was a decent run. That would have been another 15 yards forward. That would have put us in position to go and actually put points on the board in the first the first possession. So yeah, and- I know. I know. I know a lot of fans just see a loss, and they don't want to hear about the moral victory crap, and they don't want to. But, I mean, to see them come back in the way that they fought and stayed in there against a Clemson team where you can easily just throw in the towel when you just get unfortunate calls like that and start 14 nothing. So, as far as Schrader goes with the passes on the sidelines, and he over, just overthrew too much, and he was too, they were too close to the sidelines, and, you know, yeah. he makes those a lot of times, and... To say he wasn't rattled, I mean, I don't know, man, but you know, it just—he just wasn't—he just wasn't—he wasn't throwing the what we've the way we've seen the past, you know, this year. And some of that has to do with he's been was running for his life. He was sacked freaking five times. Yeah, so you know that is obviously has something to do with it, and. You know, with that said, you know, we talk about, oh, was he okay after the hit? I mean, I feel like he, I feel like he was. He might be a little sore today, but I feel like he was. I feel like there's a lot of factors that factor into his play and, and like the, uh, the ones I just mentioned. Okay. He was taking a beating and the offensive line wasn't giving him any time. And it's just one of those things. It, it doesn't surprise me. And that's kind of why I didn't pick Syracuse to win this game is because I just wasn't sure that our offensive line was going to be able to handle handle this defense who's got they've got NFL players on this defense and I just felt like it was going to be too much and always hope for the best but you know reality sets in with me sometimes and I got you've got to face it I mean it was a it was a tough test to say the least and it is what it is, you know. You like I said to be at the open. You you lick your wounds and you move on, and I feel like as collegiate athletes, they're going to be able to do that. But the fans need to do it too. Like the <laughs> the reaction from the fans, the fire Baber stuff and all this other like nonsense. It's so it's just noise to me. I'm so tired of hearing the 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 ridiculousness of of some of this stuff. And some of it I understand, but to to call for the coach's head like after one loss, and that loss is Clemson. Like guys, come on. I mean, if we if our if our one loss up to some point was Western Michigan, I mean, I can't even defend that. But to to be that ridiculous about this game, it just shows like how immature some of us are as a fan base. 
like, and how ridiculous we are as a fan base. Like, do you not have anything else like coherent to say or like intelligent to say that you have to resort to that because you're mad because they lost. We're all mad because they lost. You think we want to go and watch our team lose? I mean, people get upset, but it's not, you know, I didn't even think the, like the play calling was terrible. I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, I don't What do you do? You're playing from behind. What do you do? You know what I'm saying? You've got to take chances. You've got to go down the field. You've got to, you've got to speed the game up so you can you can get quick scores. Well, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, everybody wants perfection all the time. It's impossible and it's undeliverable. And until we realize that, as a fan base, it's always going to be the constant same chatter and ridiculousness that social media brings to eth- to athletics period it's it's so it's so old and tiring and having to do right. the show and talk about it like we got fan feedback coming up i've looked at a couple i i don't even i don't know I'm, i wish i would have proofread them but i was just curious last night and took a look which i don't usually do um just cuz it was a loss i wanted to take a look and i was like oh, gosh you remember the days of you know, the one in 10 season, Joe, we came here every week and had to do that and talk about the same things over and over. It's so agonizing. Right. I, I just can't do it. And this team is so much better than that team. Oh yeah. I know. Like so much better. Like to me, to be perfectly honest with you, like, you know that those things can't happen against Clemson and you win a game, whether it's the ref's fault, whether it's our own undisciplined team's fault, whatever. Right. Like, but it's wow, Stefan Diggs. Yeah, well, I got um, Josh Allen in fantasy, so that was a, I don't know how long it was, but it was long enough to give me bonus points. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just we know that, but to see the way that that we held them, I mean, you you look at it; they had 126 rushing yards, right? And what was it, a 30-something yarder? there at the end for them to run and, and yeah. get that last touchdown like we were holding them to under 100 yards it rushing. was Mafa's last touchdown when it went to 31 yeah it's yeah, 32 we hold, yards we were holding them to under 100 yards there was a bunch of game there was a bunch of they held will will shipley was held in check the whole game i mean yeah. really what did he end up with 61 guys okay yeah and on top of that this is a defense that held florida state to 22 rushing yards we had 100 and there's probably more there if you're not counting the sacks obviously but obviously you know they forced schrader to throw we had some drop passes and we had some some bad throws there were some bad throws but there's also again it's funny when you listen to certain things like you listen to babers and they're talking up and you know you get these these media guys that are sitting there asking them well what happened on that play or what happened like it takes people that know the game like it is their career to look at tape and figure out what the hell is going on and what went wrong and how to fix it yeah and you're asking them five minutes after the game ended right right but these guys are saying i need to go look at the tape to see what actually happened on that play because if you actually do know football you know that there's a multitude of things that could happen in a play that could force a play to the result of whatever that play is so to speak so it's like one of those things where Every single like the casual fan, they see a quarterback throw an interception, and they're called they're blaming the, the the quarterback every single time, right? 
but you don't know if there was something else out there. Did the guy run the right route? Was you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot there. And so a lot of these these routes that he was throwing off to the sideline, if the receiver gets too close to the sideline, doesn't allow them to get, to keep the space, maybe he's lining out too far out, right? Maybe he's not staying in inside enough before he pops out and uses those extra three or four yards that he just gave himself. Um, there's a couple different things, and we don't know. Was it a bad throw by Schrader? Was it not a good catch route. by this guy? Where were they? Where were they right. lined up? How fast did they go to the outside? You know, it's those type of things because you're trying to keep the defensive backs is basically clueless as possible. So in my situation, I'd want to keep three, four, five yards to my right as I'm running my route and let Schrader be able to throw it out there. So then I can use that to go out and get that. But if I go out there immediately and I get out too far, now I'm just I just basically kind of just it's like a it's like a um like a choke point where the the defender is going to pull push you and pull you out to the sideline to where you're not going to have enough space. And that's another technique that defensive backs and corners actually play is you know, you get too close those receivers get too close to the sideline, don't let them have that sideline to make that catch so we if coaches don't know until they actually look at the replay and look at different angles and this this and that then what is this damn armchair quarterback at home like you can't say it's Schrader's fault you can't say it's the receiver's fault you don't know what happened yeah you don't even know what play they called what route they were supposed to run none (laughs) yeah none yeah. Do you know on that play where the receiver was? Where was he lined up? Is he lined up too far outside? Did he go outside? Did he take the route there well, too to, early? To your point, like, no one's paying that much attention watching the game. Because well, they're but, to but be that's entertained. My whole point. Right. I, I said to your point. So, um, look, that segment ran long. We still got to do this agonizing other segment. So, uh, let's get it done. It's time to hear from you. Alright, y'all know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game. You go to Facebook and X and leave those thoughts and then we talk about them here. And there's a lot of it. I'm not going to get to it all. I'm going to try my best not to repeat the same talking points, but uh, I can't guarantee anything. So I'm going to start with Twitter. And at Drew Cuse, hate is a strong word, but I really can't stand Dabo. But he's outcoached Dino every year except one. I actually like Dabble Sweeney. I think he's one of the more um, high-character coaches in college football. And I like him a lot, actually. You know, if you think about it, um, there's definitely worse. <laughs> I mean, as far as character goes. So, are you there, Joe? Speak for forever yeah. hold yourself. Yeah. Okay, there so. we go. There we go. Yeah. Okay. No, Were you on, we, did we you mute yourself? The preview. We talked about it in the preview, and it's obviously, I mean, look, good high-character guy, and look what he did with this team, kind of getting them come up from the ashes don't, and become a don't, national powerhouse every every day. So Don't forget, too, wasn't it, when we, wasn't it when we won when he came into our locker room to congratulate us? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there you go. That's, um, I think Dino and Dabo both high character guys. I think that's why they like each other. So, yeah. uh, at if not now when eighty four shot ourselves 
in the feet all game. Refs didn't help, but that's no excuse. Regroup and beat UNC. That'll go a long way to get some actual respect back. And look, that mean to to my point that I was saying earlier, you gotta get up, dust yourself off, lick your wounds, and carry on. Um, you know, you can't let the game's done and over, right? And I know, as uh, like I said, as as athletes, these guys are gonna be able to do that. But as a fan base, we've gotta learn how to do that. Okay, let's grow up. Um, at <laughs> David Seven W. Uh, ACC refs were up to no good, just as I predicted. Sadly, we made some mental errors, and you're not going to beat Clemson if you're not playing your best. Our O-line got blown up in the second half, which is a concern. Time to flush this one and move forward. Yet, we mentioned it, mentioned it last uh, episode, and mentioned it in uh, this episode. But, yeah, you got to play perfect. You're going to beat a team like Clemson. Um UNC, okay, Florida State. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to play your best games to 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 pull pull a win out of out of these next three. I mean, you can even add Virginia Tech into there. You know, Virginia Tech did surprise me last night a little bit. So they changed the quarterback. They changed the way yeah. they play. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which well, is proof that you know, obviously, especially in college, like. You're growing every single game. You're growing every single week. You're not the best you're going to be when you come out of fall camp. Um, and we've obviously seen that. We've seen some guys get better as the season's gone on, and I think that we're going to see a lot more guys get better. I see that this offense can get better. A lot of the things that they messed up on are fixable. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's discipline, too. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think the Dino Babers years are some of the highest – penalized teams in recent history i mean it's been not great so they've ranked I right mean, up there every year in in penalties. i don't have the stats to i i don't have the stats either but i'm just going like i said i'm going off of memory here but i mean we it seems to be if i'm jogging my memory it seems to be like something that we always talk about okay and obviously we didn't do a podcast before dino babers so you know <laughs> Which is probably good. Okay, let's no, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, at Tim Abbott 44, uh, several will blame the refs as usual, but that's not really why they lost this game. Depth and talent. The Orange had a puncher's chance, but had to play a damn near perfect game, which they did not. Not calling for Dino to be fired, but this is all Syracuse will be under him. So what do you think about that, Joe? Because we've seen we've seen the recruiting get better. We've seen the depth grow. And, you know, you just pray that it's not going to be another year of mediocrity and go in, you know, seven and five, six and six. It's interesting, um, too, because we had put a poll up. Um, it was uh, Tyler said, hey, why don't you guys put this poll up? So we did in what what you would consider a successful year for Syracuse football this year. And I'm going trying to kill time so I can go to it. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, what do what do Q's fans consider a successful season? Six to seven, eight to nine wins, six to seven, eight to nine, ten plus, right? Um, leading in this poll is eight to nine. And you could you could I think that's I think that's where I would go to. If I was able to vote in in this poll, that's that's where I would go to. Six to seven, I think, is 
is good, but I think it's mediocre. And I think that we should at least be able to do that with the team that we have. So I think eight to nine is, is successful. And if you can even maybe throw the bowl game in there, maybe, or maybe not, let's not, let's not, let's say that that's regular season, but that's a tall order, man. The ACC is tough and getting tougher. And I feel like we're, we're tough and getting tougher. I just don't know if we're getting tougher at the same pace. Does that make sense? Well, so there's a lot of people. And again, this is one thing that I was asking too, because, you know, I'm looking at some of these, like, just for example, just to piggyback off right now. Right. because, you know, Gary, Gary Tompkins on Facebook, keep the same coach, get the same results. Every time it seems that she has turned the corner along comes a big game. They need to win. And they up, they up playing mistakes, riddled, undisciplined football. That falls on the head coach and his failure to prepare them yet again. Sometimes time, it does, and I agree with that. It's time for Babers to go and get some fresh blood here. I don't agree with and, that. And then Bobby comes back. Are you ready to regress? This is what we are, period. We have closed the gap with teams like Clemson, period. Ten years ago, we lose this game by 50. And then even Dan Davs comes in. I agree with your assessment, but am in outright denial that Dino needs to go love what he brings to the table, love how hard his teams play, but it's so hard to ignore that in big spots, we get the same big mistakes, the same lack of discipline, the same questionable play calling and the same frustrating games. Uh, Hey, at least there's a chance to clean them up and do some damage to other good ACC teams. Can't quit yet. So like even right there, you just had three different types of fans, right? Like the fan that just thinks that. Is that a conversation? There was a conversation. That was a conversation. Yes. Based upon, replies off the first comment and my whole thing is is that there's some fans out there that they won't be okay until it gets back to like McNabbery days right and that's why they say I'm not going to go to the dome I'm not going to do this but my thing is and my question going into it is how many people had Syracuse going 4-0 to start the season how many people had them winning eight nine games in their prediction for them to have a successful year because I pretty much remember that a lot of people said you make a lot of people were on the side of you make a bowl game. It's a sex, successful season. Yeah, but we've, and then got, all we've of a had that. You start, right. right. And then you want but more. But then you start 4-0. and oh, Now you want more, yeah. right? I How think, many people had us going 4-3? and three? Not many people, especially after that three-game win streak. Most people had us going to that Virginia Tech Thursday night game with a losing record at 3-4. and four. So, realistically, it's – yeah, you can change your expectations as the season goes on, but – you go. You started the season saying if we make a bowl game, that's a successful season. Now all of a sudden you lose a game, one game. You're four and one to Clemson, and now you want a coach gone. You just told me less than a month ago that if we win six games, that Dino should be fine. And now all of a sudden Dino's got to go. We're four and one. Yeah, that's that's the stuff that I can't deal with. The stuff that your people they they get too hyped up. Oh, ready to go. Like, we knew these three games were going to be tough. Clemson is Clemson. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief that if you're a 6-6, six 7-5 and six, and team every year, success, the bar needs to be raised. And that's why I say that. Now, I don't – But we haven't even been that every year. I know, but we've been damn close. Dino's been to two bowl games. Yeah. How many? How many? What is this? His what year? This is, I think, his seventh or eighth seventh. year. Did we? We weren't. We weren't. We were. What did we come in on his second year? No, it was his first, I believe. No. 
I don't think it was, and here's why. Because I don't remember doing the Virginia Tech game when we when the whose house our house thing. Mm. Right, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways, any, well, that's the, the but that's I mean, look, you want to just go to a mediocre bowl game, then okay. I, I I mean, we strive for mediocrity on the show, but it's because we know we can't do better. I feel like this team can do better. So <laughs> I feel like they're building something and they've built something. And like I said, I think they're they're good and getting better and tough and getting tougher, and they are getting deeper. In these in the, in these positions, in the skilled positions, especially, and I just feel like that. With that said, um, you expect more, so to be successful, you have to raise that bar, and and that's all I'm saying. I'm not obviously, you know me, I'm not on the call yeah, for the coach's not, your head. Your team's thing. not going to get better just because of your expectations. Your I didn't team's say, going to get better based upon your actions. I didn't say, right? I didn't I didn't say, say because did. of my expectations. I said my expectations are raised. Because of that, and I think to be, I think you have the ingredients to be more successful, and therefore, because of that, that you you raise the bar. You do it in your personal life. You do it at work. You do it. It should be the same thing. It should be I the same get thing. That. But it's easy to do when you're part of it. I understand that. But when you're sitting at home, not going to the games, not being a part of it, not doing your part, and then sitting there bitching about it because you're because you want this team to be good. What is that going to do? Well, they want to, they want chia pet good. They just want to pour some water on it and have it be done. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that. Yes, okay. Obviously, I think we, this isn't me being like, oh yeah, we start winning ten games. I'm I'm going to start cheering for somebody else. I'm going to be upset. Like obviously not, right? But you have to just be realistic from where where this program came from. This program got decimated. Everything that happened from. It was like 20 years of from, just terrible. From McPherson to Pascaloni, everything that happened there, it literally got washed away in four years. They pressed the reset button, just gone. Thank yeah. you, Daryl Gross. Yeah, it, it took a, it's a long run to recovery, and they're still recovering, but they're recovering. Yes, and I think that's my point. You know, like to Johnny's, Johnny's point in Facebook, like Clemson is still Clemson regardless of the record. Show them – Shot themselves in the foot in the first half of the turnovers and penalties. O-line has been the, pr- the problem for forever and finally reared its head playing a formidable opponent. Given all this, it was still a winnable game. Yeah. And that's really mm-hmm. the thing. Is, and then that was the guy's point. Sorry, the, the guy. That was Bobby's point to begin with when he talked about that. Is you play a game like this with this many penalties and turnovers 10 years ago against Clemson, they're beating you by 50. Like, we had the ball in the fourth quarter with eight minutes to go down ten points. We had the chance in the fourth quarter, yeah. Yeah. A, a long shot, but still. Yeah. At Saltine Warrior 4, crowd was great. Can't blame people for not showing up for future big games. The team always lays a goose egg when the casuals pull up. Feel like defense couldn't could have had four pick sixes. LeQuint fumble. LeQuint's fumble drop early was a killer i mean it was just coupled on top of what we had you know with the garrett's fumble i guess you know that's yeah it was to when you go down 14 nothing that quick in a game like this i mean this that's that's difficult and they still hung in there i think we talked about it you huh and i don't yeah, they definitely 100% did like they hung in there that that team to me didn't seem overmatched 
No, and they then they like they didn't de- play like they were they didn't they didn't play like they were just giving up or anything like that either. Which you know you can get, go down like that and just be totally demoralized and shows in your body language. You you don't get that out of this team. It's the one thing about these Dino Babers teams is that they don't have that in them. Um, they're much more mature in that aspect than you know teams we've seen in the past or other teams we see. You know, it's just it's one of those things. But uh, what were you gonna say? No, I was just going to say, I don't think I agree with that whole, you know, someone coming off and saying that, uh, you know, you understand why people aren't going to come to the big games. Okay, well, why? Because they're expensive and they're going to lose? Well, then go to the cheap ones that they're going to win it. Yeah, I think you know it's just a, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a smarmy, it's just I, I a can, smarmy I comment. can understand a situation where someone's like, I don't got money for season tickets and I don't want to go to all the smaller ones. I don't want to go to Central Michigan and, and Colgate and Purdue or not Purdue, um, Army, and I'll save them. I'll save the money from those games, and I'll use that money to go to the to the, to the the Clemson game, right? I can understand that. But to sit there and say that, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to go to the games because I'm not going to pay even $10 because they're not playing anybody to now they're finally playing somebody to, oh, now it's so expensive, and now i got to dole out this, you know, however many dollars to go see this good game and then watch them lose. Like, it's all just complaining, complaining, complaining. And to be perfectly honest with you, like, I think after moving <laughs> from upstate New York, I think a lot of it has to do with just that where they are. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, th- I mean, just, that place, in, by yeah, that place, I mean East Syracuse, Kirkville. It was it's not even that. Upstate New York. Upstate New York it was Seems miserable. Like people for me. are miserable. Yeah, All they want to do is just talk about. Well, there's the a negative. lot of negativity up there. We grew up. Oh. We grew up around a ton of it. I mean, just in general. I mean, it's just the same circumstances. But, you know, um, if you're like me and you like hot weather, it ain't the place to be. It can make you miserable. If you don't, yeah. If you like hot weather and less taxes, yeah, you're in the wrong state. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, all right, let's see what we let's see what else we got here. Uh, at Q's Cowboys nine, uh, where's Dino's energy that he brought early on? Penalties don't go Q's, don't go Q's way, and he doesn't say a word to the officials. Team was unprepared to play and totally undisciplined. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't agree with all of it. I mean, it was undisciplined play, some of it. And some of it, too, on the P.I. calls, I'll just say, sometimes it's better to just get the freaking P.I. call than to get burned for a touchdown. They did that. Okay. Toss. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm okay with a smart P.I. call. You just, it's sometimes it's just that's the lesser of two evils. It's, it's just uh, the dude, reality. Dabo said it on his, on his uh, post-game interview. Because I know that, you know, Valari. Yeah quarterback turned tight end they had that pass there the, the little trick play there where he threw the it backwards to him yeah well yeah the guy dropped it but then they yeah. did it again and the guy grabbed alfred because alfred had him beat. right yeah and Dabo even said in his post game like that was a smart pi yeah you that have was smart right. it was a heads up play by him because he was going to give up a touchdown right and and it's unfortunate that sometimes that happens to you but you also get to do it and and so when we talk when we talk about the penalties and the PIs I mentioned earlier, I mean a couple of those were necessary. Um, 
it's the it's it's when you try and you don't succeed. If you're gonna do it, make sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, and that's yeah. And again, but those these are just little trends, right? Like I did see a couple plays yesterday where Amari Hatcher, the young receiver, he didn't allow himself enough space to make that little back shoulder to the to the sideline um, catch, right? And just like Isaiah Johnson, I think Isaiah Johnson he missed a chance for an interception yesterday, and instead it came a pi because it's one thing that I've seen from him as, as far as kind of something that I've noticed with, with what he does, he doesn't look back for the ball a lot, especially on deep, deep throws and stuff like that. Um, one of the biggest things, I mean, if, 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 if a quarterback, if it's a deep ball and a quarterback underthrows it and you as a corner do not look back and try to find the ball and play the ball, then you are yeah. probably 95% of the time going to get called for pass interference. Yeah. And you're probably yeah exactly. And the one the one that he got called, especially his first one, if you would have turned and found the ball, that would have been, been an interception. Clean. It would have fell right in his damn lap. Yeah, it's underthrown. Which, but that's teachable. Right, but also even if it doesn't fall Fixable. in his lap, if he turns his head, then he's that ball's going to hit him anyway. He's just got to go. He's going to try to look at it. And, that's it. Yeah, and it's some. It's now, easier said now than you're done too. But yourself in a situation where oh, I'm playing the ball. I'm trying to get the ball now. Right, exactly. He's behind me. I don't see. I don't know what's going on. I'm looking at the ball. You change the whole perception from an officiating standpoint when you go to try to make Absolutely. a play on that on the actual ball. So, um, mm-hmm. I got another one here uh, at Tyler Morona. Feel terrible for our defense and special teams. Truly top tier units that never have support from the offense in key games. Garrett never completing 65 percent plus of his passes kills our ability to be multiple. I love this program, and I'm working on getting more talent up front. So, um, well, I, th- you know, look, it's to put it all on Garrett. I, I and I don't know if he's doing that, but I don't think it's completely fair. I think um, well, Garrett's doing it. We well, we talked about it, and you know, Garrett was running for his life yesterday. He was sacked five times. He was brutalized in the. Th- third or fourth play of the game so look it's it's one of those things and by the way like to your point that they did get the run game kind of going and when the if the game isn't 14 nothing that fast the offense looks totally different too so they might have been able to do more i mean if some butts were candy and not to all merry christmas now but we might have been able to do more and the offense maybe look a little different if you're not playing from behind that early in the game. So with that said, yes, it was there was some mistakes. But how many times has Garrett Trader like made it happen? Like and has been the one that has basically been the rock that's pulled off the win too. I mean, oh well, so, yeah. Sometimes absolutely. sometimes you're 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 gonna sometimes you're gonna be that guy and sometimes you're gonna be the guy and the quarterback is that guy where that lays on your shoulders. And and so in that aspect, you know, I understand that. But I do agree. I, f- I feel bar- bad for the defense and, and the special teams too when, when games go like this and it's just bad offensive performance. But Garrett's a humble dude. If you listen to his um, presser, I mean, he took all the responsibility. He knows he had a bad game. That shit happens. And, you know, unfortunately, he's got to pull himself up by the bootstraps and we got to go out. We got to go into UNC and you got to beat UNC. You go in next week and beat UNC. UNC. This, this game's just... A, it is nothing 
more than a, the there, radar, there's buddy. nothing more than a memory and a bad one, but it's over yeah. with. So you're gonna have bad games, right? I mean, Clemson's had two of these already, and um, you know, to Tyler's point and into what you know, Coach alluded to in his uh, pressure as well. Um, that uh, Schrader, he's you know, there's certain teams he can pull some some type of plays off with, and then there's other ones they can't. And if you've noticed in the past against elite defenses, like in which our offensive line might be beat up or can't they can't handle them, like that he doesn't do, but as well he's as he's not he in does. his he's not in his element. If he's no, if he's he, not in his element. I've yeah. seen him, and he has thrown those type of across the middle. I mean, he did it at NC State a couple years ago, pick six, right? Like, he's thrown those type of interceptions. He's sometimes stared down those receivers. So, And by the way, all quarterbacks do that when they're under pressure. The yeah, a lot. So. And not saying he doesn't make any plays. And it's not like he knows. He knows that some of the receivers probably messed up, dropped some balls, didn't line up where they were supposed to go or leave them enough you know, room to make those catches, but he's not going to call them out. You know, he's captain, he's fifth-year senior, and I mean, he's a stand-up guy. He's going to... You know, like he said in his presser, you know, there's only been one perfect person, and he ain't it. Exactly. So, um, uh, he knows. He knows. At Horowitz, Randy, we got into a 14 nothing hole and could not climb out. Like someone else said, I feel bad for the defensive special teams. And he's alluding to Tyler's comment. I think we will be in most games. We play if we play it with our defense. Can the offense do enough against good teams? I mean... We have yet to see, right? First big, big, tough game. Strong defense. By the way, the Clemson defense is there. Is that's that's how this team wins games. You know, you've got that especially Bar- this team. Yeah, Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Trotter Jr. leading the stat sheet on tackles every year, leading the team in tackle. I mean, these guys are NFL players, man, and um, it's just. It just in in teams like this pump out NFL players like it's nobody's business. Oh God! So he's that defensive tackle, I forget his name, but like he was like a freshman, six two three fifteen. I'm like, what? <laughs> get those guys. Yeah. Like, so it, it's just it's it. There's there's a gap. There's a gap, and I think we've narrowed the gap. But the talent the talent's totally different. You know, you think with NIL this thing evolves a little bit, and these guys want to not. They want to be their talented guys that are on a bench for these teams, and they want to be in the action. We talked, we've talked about this. That's where the NFL NIL um, will benefit us is if we can if we can build up a, a, a little kitty so we can get these guys over here and pull them off of people's benches, you know, to um, to bring them as bring them in as starters. So, anyways, um, I got one. Okay, go ahead. So this one's actually pretty decent. but um, So, my boy Sabo, he's got five points. So, number one, Schrader's, and this is a couple good points we haven't talked to, but Schrader's slow starts would eventually come to bite them in the ass, and it finally did. Number two, coaching staff, particularly the head coach, still doesn't understand situational football as evidenced by throwing the ball deep three times with three minutes left before half and then kicking a 57-yard field goal with a kicker who's never even attempted a 50-yard field goal. Um, I mean, I, do, I disagree with that. I mean, yeah, at I some know. point, you've got to attempt something. Well, <laughs> There's always going to be a game. In real, and, and, and what he alluded to, and this is obviously was, you know, obviously instant reaction, you know. So when Babers right. comes in and does 
his post game interview and is like, yeah, this dude hits from sixty all the time. Like, okay. Um, number three, undisciplined team, far too many penalties. I agree. Uh, number four, which is one that that we haven't talked about. This is it's kind of the big thing that I noticed, but not blitzing on third and long situations, therefore giving Klubnik the opportunity to sit back there and pick apart coverage and make plays with his leg or with his legs. Um, that's definitely one that, I mean, that's, they got many of first downs where we would. He had way too much time about Stop him, stop him, then we'd rush three. And they'd get some guy in sideline, you know, to come back or something like that, right? So um, that was one that we talked about. You know, you got to keep it up. You got to stay aggressive. Just because it's third down, you still got to get pressure on them. And we there was a couple times where we only rushed three or four and did not get pressure. And he extended the play. And it's hard to cover people for four or five, six seconds. And we kind of paid for that. Um, and also, five, dropped passes and Schrader's inability to hit on deep throws. I've never seen a team and coaching staff so intent on beating themselves. Rinse and repeat, CO in the pinstripe bowl. Well, I mean, he... And, of course, you know that's angry... Yeah, you know, an that's angry fan instant comment. reaction, right? right? Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen Trader connect on those passes before. So I would disagree with that. But I mean, there's some there's some good points there, and I I understand the frustration, and I think it's I think it's um, righteous anger to some extent. And, it is, and um, you know, righteous as but far as athletics guy, go. By the knowing way, knowing him, that's a guy. <laughs> that's a guy that just wants his team to be good. That's right, a guy that right. grew so up in what's, a situation just like us where, like, and he's gone to the game. She's done his part. You know what I mean? He's gotten season tickets. Like, but that's a guy that wants to see us get back to Matt, McNabb days, you know? Well, what's the, the, what's yeah. his idea of, of a successful season? What do you think his expectations would, would be for that? Back to that Um, poll. I mean, again, I don't know. I'd have to, to ask. I mean, he's well, let's, probably let's got. Let's just see this real quick. Go ahead. I'm listening. And he's probably got his own individual thought and what he thinks the team is going to go, but obviously it's not where he wants the team to be, right? And as far as I'm concerned, the only reason why he's allowed to even say those type of things is because he actually has, you know, given money and um, has has paid for his season tickets, and he's still gone to the games even when it wasn't the greatest product. So... Well, I mean, you've got 68% of 214 votes picked 8 to 9. 10%. But that's now. That is now. But we're talking about now, though. Yeah, true. Um, so, I mean, um, I wish this was a little bit more broke down, but I think it's fair anyway. Uh, you know, I think... Um, I think everybody's on the same page with that. I think you're. And I'm just only bringing this back up because of his comments and and your your comments on his comments about him just wanting to see his team do good and you know see y'all in the pinstripe bowl. You know that's that's a snarky way of saying this is not enough. This this the mediocrity and going to a crappy bowl game is not enough for me. I want to see more than that. And that that was that's kind of my point earlier. Right, right, is, right. Is, yeah. is 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 that you know, you're a successful we season. Went to the Camping World Bowl, but 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 he, before, I went with him. He he traveled to Florida. He went. It in, was a legit bowl this, game. He this went. is my this is my point. This is my point. And probably to him then, 
That was a successful season. Okay, right? Now things change because you don't want to just be that. You want to be better. You want to raise the bar. And I that's his frustration. And then that I mean to with that being said, that's kind of was my point. And I may not have been able to articulate it well enough, but that was kind of my point. Like you just you six to seven wins every year is not gonna be at some point that's just not successful. And even if you fall drop back to a one in ten season and then you come back and you go to a couple bowl games, still it comes to a certain point where it just like it gets it's frustrating. And I'm not yeah. and I'm not saying I'm mad about it. I'm just saying like I'm I'm perfectly fine going to a bowl game. I, I would like a bowl game to mean something though, where people don't opt out and you have your team. I'm talking both sides. Well, I don't want it. I don't want some of these bowl games that we're going to to turn into the NFL Pro Bowl, where you know it's just it doesn't mean anything. You're just getting to watch one more game, one more game with, and it's more like a, it's almost like a scrimmage, like a beginning of the year type of game. And you know, trying to get people, yes, like younger kids, yeah, like, um, because people ready are for next year, right? You know, you don't. That's not what I want it to turn into, and that's what it will turn into. And so that's kind of that's kind of it's where it already I has. And it's yeah, I know. Worse when you turn the playoffs it's, to twelve teams, because even now exactly. it's like you know. The uh, the New Year's Day Bowl still kind of means something a little bit, right? Right. right. Well, as soon as this twelve team playoff, playoff starts, playoff. it's gonna be out. It's gonna be out the damn window. Yeah, and you know you gotta uh, you gotta be part of that. And you know I think there was there was years where we were close. There was years where we were close to to that type of situation, you know. And you think we're it's we're 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 just a little few issues away from from I think not being in the college football playoffs but who knows down the road maybe you know I know that there was a lot of recruits and there was a lot of special guests uh, yesterday at that game and uh, unfortunately you know um, it just didn't pan out you know that's a lot of pressure too maybe that's part of it you know coach said did say you know there was uh, there were some guys, some younger guys, they hadn't seen Clemson before. There were some younger guys, and there were people on the team, and that that just weren't ready for the big lights. And by big lights, I mean the the lights in the dome at noon, and they just weren't ready to be under um, to be on a national stage like that, playing at Clemson. And and you know, I mean, I guess that's understandable, but you want to be able to get those guys that are that can overcome that. And then that's 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 another thing. So. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We could sit There's, here and we could sit here and analyze it like all the you know for another hour and a half. No, we easily could, but I'd rather leave with the comment like Jake, you know, top fan, top fan, Jake, top fan, Jake. <laughs> Where he says Syracuse will always have to play a clean game to beat these type of teams. Too many mistakes. The defense played well enough to win, but the offense didn't help out the way. You would have wanted. Unfortunately, we might very well lose the next two games, and our fan base will fall off a cliff. Oh my despite, gosh! They they will. They'll jump. Despite the <laughs> despite the fact that after this gauntlet, we can beat every remaining team left on the schedule. Nobody is even close to the talent of Clemson, UNC, and Florida State. If we can stay relatively healthy, I fully expect eight or nine wins. When it's all said and done, go Cues. And you know, I mean, that's true. We're the the middle portion of the season is going to be the toughest spot. It, health is an issue. 
it's becoming more of an issue and it does every year right around mid season we deal with health issues and we're in the full throes of it right now so yeah this, but we are the, also deeper that true true but we're tr- yes but i'll leave we'll it see. there so you know you've got you've got um unc on the road florida state on the road virginia tech on the road and then you've got oh i'm sorry you get a break in between florida state and virginia tech that's our bye so right after florida state so it's not like three games in a row on the road we do have a two-week break in between and that's going to come at a at the perfect time going into virginia tech and it looks like they've figured something out but you know that's going to be a game. It's called a running quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- that's going to be a game that's, you know, going to be a, that's going to be an important game, especially if we don't win one of the next two. And I feel like UNC is a winnable game. So we'll, we'll just have to see. And I just hope that with the turnaround and going to UNC, that the health meter isn't, isn't, um, the alarm isn't going off on it. That's all. Cause there's a, there's a few things out there that we don't, we just don't know about right now and aren't going to speak on. So, uh, once we get some confirmation, obviously we'll have this week and maybe we'll talk about it. To, maybe coach will talk about it tomorrow. I don't know. But until then, you know, it's just, we don't know kind of left in the dark, but, uh, yeah, man. I, that's, that's pretty much it for me yeah noon. And, i mean they're uh, all the same right they're all the same there's some positive ones people want to blame garrett they want to blame the coach see the coach gone i mean i think the one thing that people have to get off of is the fact of like that we got to blame the coaching staff for this team not being successful i think we've seen however many games and or you know coaches in a row that even haven't even had some of the success that he has and even marone who went to the you know the pros he was 500 for four years right so um the one thing i think the fans do need to understand is that there's not just about the coach it's not just i mean some of that stuff has to do with recruiting and there's a reason why we can't get the same type of players and then um you know if they think it's money and forking it up for a legit power five uh coach then you know so be it <laughs> so be it but at 500 marone went to the buffalo bills and nathaniel hackett went with him as his offensive coordinator and nathaniel hackett was actually a head coach last year so um, sometimes, you know, it's just ge- geographically, it is what it is. And right now we're just in this situation. And, um, I know what people want to blame the head coach and people want to blame all these other things, but I don't know what to tell you. It's one, you want to blame all those we're, things. We're four Let's and fill one, the dome. Nine, one, five. Let's fill the dome. Let's fill the dome. Let's get, um, you know, local support and, you know, maybe that'll change. Now, how much money are you putting into the program? How much time and effort and money are you helping with other than behind the, uh, the keyboard being a warrior? Well, you've got, you know, you've got over a month left before Syracuse is back in the dome for a shitty Boston College team. <laughs> That's that was getting killed and still came back and beat I know, Virginia. So I know, they're not as bad I know. as Virginia. Well, that's true. I mean, Virginia is quite um, they're on the struggle bus. Um, yeah, but uh, that's being nice. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, so is Tech, and look what they have going on. So, I mean, yeah, well. but also too, you know, did um, did Pitt get They're have cool. time to prepare for such a change? You know, no, 
Okay. So that is always a factor in next, the following weeks to come will. Well, their starting quarterback was out. So they had to go to a new starting quarterback, which happened to be a running quarterback that's got some size. And well, he did good. They I mean, just I watched the game. Yeah, they just lined up and they ran it down their throat. Yeah, but, you know, you're looking at Georgia Tech, who just beat Wake Forest at Wake Forest last week, who just lost a Bowling Green at home. Um, Boston College isn't great. I don't Pittsburgh know how good Bowling Green is, but yeah, I mean, I watched that game. Oh, well, they're two and three overall. So, um, and you know, Louisville stays undefeated by beating NC State on Friday night. That's which, a good game. You know, it was a good game. State's defense kept them in it, but uh, overall, uh, I think NC State's offense just isn't great with Brennan Armstrong. No, well, and, was, um, the, neither was Virginia's offense with Brennan Armstrong. Maybe there's a, a, a no, common Virginia's denominator. Offense would, when they had an eye, the first year it was good, which is yeah, why last I think year you know, was the, not. the reunite, no, last year was not without an eye, right? And then he came here, and Schrader played good. So I thought, I think there's a lot of people that thought that the marriage, the remarriage of an eye and uh, Brennan Armstrong at NC State would have done something. Um, but so far it hasn't, and um, you know I, I've heard stuff about that because I'm I'm from here too, you know obviously, and you know um, Morris, their quarterback last year, he he came in and played good when um, when uh, Devin uh, Leary got hurt, and they thought you know, there's a lot of fans that wanted him to be the starter, and then they bring this guy in. So I think there's some in-house type fighting too. So NC State just isn't the same team, and um, you know too bad for for Duke last night losing. Losing late yeah, to Notre I, Dame. I, I didn't know which group of assholes I, I wanted to win or lose. Okay. I'm, not... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I hate I hate Notre Dame so much. I want Notre Dame to win every single time. And majority of it is, I don't know if it's because I hated the movie Rudy. I don't know if it's because they refused to join a conference in football. It's because they haven't they, – it's because it's because they're they're having their cake and eating it too. That's why you don't like them because that's why I yeah. don't like them. You're yeah. in a conference in basketball. You're not in football. Why? Because, well, money. And I mean, it's, I don't it's, even know. It's ridiculous. They line up against Pittsburgh. I don't even know who I think wants to. I mean, I literally hate Notre Dame that bad because I, like, we have to play them in all these other sports too. So. I just found myself last night rooting for Notre Dame. Then I was rooting for Duke. Then I was rooting for Notre Dame. And, and then I was just like, you know what? I can't anymore with this game. I hate both of these yeah. teams. And Riley Leonard is a stud. I hope he's okay. That didn't look good, by the way, at the end of that game. I don't know if there's an update on him. No, that's what I was going to say. I, I hope that that's not because Duke was riding high. Their confidence was super high. I don't know what their backup you know, quarterback situation looks like, but to have the last play of the game for that to happen, I mean, at minimum, at minimum that's a really, really bad sprain. Um, but really bad. I, th- I think it's worse um, just based upon – I mean, that's a tough kid. And the way that he was reacting on that, on that field, um, to me – I feel like it's a broken ankle. I feel like it's something bad. Um, but but that kid will be back. I, and it, he's, oh, he's, he'll he's hard. He's a, he's a hard kid not to like. He's just in the wrong uniform for me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you, know, you, you get know, those. Sam Hartman's in a wrong uniform for me as well. He so. always has been. I've always. I've never could stand. Sam I don't Hartman. even mind him. He, what Wake is he? Twenty eight. I've never. <laughs> I have no Sam idea. But friend. all I know is he left Wake Forest to go there to try to get a national championship, and I pray he doesn't get it. Oh, I know. I know, and I'm with you. I'm with you I, because, you know, he's much too old. Okay, we got <laughs> just just like we got to do with politicians. We got to put an age cap on on some of the student athletes. You know, I think maybe 65 for politicians and in 23 for. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. For um, I mean, I think college he athletes, had like a redshirt year pre-COVID, and then there was like a COVID year, and then he was 
there. I think there was some medical thing or something. I don't know, but this has got to be at least his sixth year. Dude drops his kid kids off at the box before he goes down and plays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Really? <laughs> um, really? Uh, I thought his kid was getting recruited uh, by him in 2025 yeah, class. Right, maybe. Um, anyways, that is that from us. Look, life goes on, folks. We're going to yes. be okay. Um, let's just check the health status coming into tomorrow. Hopefully, Dino gets the right questions, and we'll get to find out and see what happens there with that. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday this week for UNC. For Joe, Sean, we're out. Peace.